0: Amen. Hey, it's good to see all of you here. I want to really uh, thank the Harvard industry for, for joining us today. And, uh, you, you know, we're all one big happy family anyway. And uh, if we had a facility big enough, we'd just meet with you guys the facility and the funds. We would meet with you more often. We have the facility, it's called England College we just got to work on the funds uh, to make that situation um, more viable for us, uh, but we do meet there periodically. It's always an uplifting service, and uh, I, Cynthia and I have had the opportunity to serve in both ministries, so we, we feel at home uh, either place. Uh, today, I want to take some time to continue a theme that uh, I've focused on Here recently, uh, I've talked about, done some messages on, I think the last time we were all together, we did a sermon on overcoming heartbreak. Uh, We've also talked about overcoming fear, overcoming temptation, even did a message on overcoming injustice. I wanted to do uh, a message that I think we all can relate to, or many of us can relate to today, on overcoming disappointment. Overcoming disappointment, as I always say, the message today is only for people who have been disappointed at some time in their life. If you've never been disappointed, then uh, we, we, we thank God for the fact that you've avoided your divine appointments with disappointment, because they come our way. Uh, you can't go through life, can you, without having facing disappointment. Uh, Whether it's not getting that job promotion that you were hoping for, a relationship that didn't quite work out the way that you dreamed it would, your sports team came up short, the New York Jets just didn't do what you thought they were going to do this year, Uh, maybe the election didn't turn out the way that you wanted it to, I don't know, Uh, not everybody's disappointed with that, but a lot of people may be. Uh, But the the thing we've got to understand is that disappointments, mishandled, can throw you off course and lead to disaster. Uh, The Bible says in Proverbs 13, 12, it says, Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. And sometimes you're anticipating something and you're hoping for something and then it doesn't come through, or it's delayed. And the Bible says it can make your heart sick. It can it can really ruin your day. It can make you feel ill. It can make you feel uh, on the inside just upset and, and 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 discontent. And you can lose your joy and your happiness. So I want to talk about how to overcome. Disappointing. How do we overcome? And I thought today we could take a few minutes, just a few minutes, to look at the life of a young man named Joseph. Joseph in the Old Testament. And I've got three quick points I want to make today, and then the lesson will be yours. My um, first point is, put your hope in God, not in men. Second point is, obey God no matter the circumstances. And finally, trust in God's providence trust in God's providence number one, put your hope in God not in men in Genesis chapter 37 verses 2 through 11 we begin to hear the story of of Joseph's life and Joseph just 17 years old and God gives him a dream he is the favorite of all of of, of Israel's sons and the Bible says that Israel loved Joseph more than any of his other sons and his sons knew that and it was not a good thing he made an ornament for Joseph that gave him nicer clothes than, than everybody else and so his sons resented Joseph and God put these dreams in Joseph's heart and and being a young 17 year old Joseph proclaim those dreams to his brothers and to his fathers, to his father. And in one of his dreams, he said, listen to this dream I had. We were binding sheaves of grain out in the field when suddenly my sheep rose and stood upright while your sheaves gathered around mine and bowed down to it. That's just an encouraging dream. And his brother said, dude, what is wrong with you? Are we going to bow down to you? And the Bible says his brothers were jealous of him. I even told another dream. He said, I had another dream. And this time, the sun and the moon and the 11 stars were bowing down to me. And those was his 11 brothers. And when he told his father, as well as his brother, his father rebuked him. What is this dream you had? Well, your mother and I and your brother, brothers actually come and bow down to the ground before you. Uh, and, and the Bible says his dad kept it in mind uh, because God does move in mysterious ways. Uh, Joseph had such high hopes. And I'm sure that he uh, was a young man who was excited about life. But his dreams turned to a nightmare in just a short period of time. And, you know, one of the things that, that, that can make disappointments so challenging is that you have no control. You have no control. Now, if you do something stupid intentionally, then you, you shouldn't be disappointed because you did it to yourself. And it's your fault. But when something happens that you have no control over and you can do nothing about, that seems to sting even even uh, more intensely. Joseph had no choice. Our control over being the youngest or the most favorite of Jacob's sons. He didn't petition for that. He didn't campaign for that. It just happened. Joseph had no choice. Of being the recipient of the dreams that God put on his heart. God put those dreams in his heart and mind. He, He didn't just make them up. They came from God. And you'll see later, Joseph had no choice over being sold into slavery. It was not his idea. And yet it happened. He had no choice over Potiphar's wife being attracted to him. And later later on ended up in prison. He he didn't campaign for that. He didn't didn't just walk up to her and, and, and try to engage with her in any way. It was just a situation that happened in his life. And he ended up in prison, not his choice, not his decision. The challenge for us is what do we do when things happen to us that we have no control over? That's the challenge. Will I trust God when things beyond my control are affecting my life? Will I keep my faith? Will I continue to to fill my heart with humility and reliance upon God when things going on around me, I didn't have any input on. It happened to me. I wasn't expecting it. But now I find myself in the midst of the struggle. It's in these times when things happen that you have no control over that you find out if your faith is real or not. That's when you find out. You learn a lot about yourself when disappointment comes into your life. You learn a lot about how deep is your relationship with God. You learn if all those quiet times you've been having and. Are you truly rooted in the faith? Or are you just rooted in your emotions? Things are going to happen that we have no control over and whether we may want to accept it or not, it may be the will of God. And we're struggling with it because it's not what we want. It's not what we would have decided to do. It's not our will. But are we still going to look to the Lord and to put our hope in Him. And not in men. Not in mankind. Disappointment has destroyed marriages. And shattered families. Because we just couldn't handle it. Not the journey that I anticipated. But it, it reveals how deep is your commitment to God. Disappointment has wiped out long-standing friendships where people have heard us said things that we, we didn't think they would say that they cut deep and now people that were once best friends, we, we, we don't even communicate with. Not even during the holiday season. Disappointment has wrecked the faith of disciples. People who come into the church with high hopes and great dreams and filled with the Spirit. And then as we all know, Satan attacks. Christians hurt you. Situations don't work out. People desert you. And you find out what you're really of. What's the point here? Put your hope always in God. Joseph's brothers let him down. His own flesh and blood. His own brothers. Threw him into a search sold him into slavery. Imagine that. And he can do nothing about it. The Bible says in Psalm 42. It's a great scripture here. And it asks a question. Psalm 42:11 says, Why are you downcast? Oh, my son, why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in who? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. How are you feeling this morning? How was your week this week? Was your soul upbuilt or was your soul downcast? Man, if you look into the world. To fulfill you. If you're looking for the world to make your dreams come true, if you're looking to people to always be there to hold you up, your soul's going to be downcast, and it's going to be disappointment after disappointment after disappointment. The Lord Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He never shrinks back. He never lets us down. He, he never just says, "I had enough." He's too excited Verse 5, this is what this is what it says. It says, this is what the Lord says. Cursed is the one who trusts in man, who depends on flesh or its strength, and whose heart turns away from the Lord. He will, he will be like a bush in the wasteland, lands, and he will not prosper when it comes. He will dwell in the parched places of the desert, in a salt land where no one lives. But blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. He will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. And then he goes on and he tells a a scripture that we've known for years. He says, The heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? I, the Lord, search the heart and continue and, and, and examine the mind to reward a man according to his conduct, according to his deed, what his deeds deserve. Sometimes we forget these things. Let me remind you, church. The heart is deceitful above all things. I mean, be careful how, you, how much you put your trust in this world. The Bible says he did not, Jesus did not entrust himself in it. Because he knew what was in a man. And so if if you want to be ready to deal with disappointment, you've got to be anchored in the Lord. You've got to be anchored in Jesus. You've got to be anchored in the Word of God. Psalm 20 verse 7 says, some trust in chariots, some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord. This world's not our home. We're strangers in this universe. This is not what where we're going to park. We're looking as an audio the communion. We're looking to a home that's been prepared for us in heaven. Psalm 146 verse 3 says, Do not put your trust in princesses, in mortal men who cannot save. Come on, God. You know, I'm not saying we should be cynical about the world or suspicious of everyone. But I am saying, be careful how much trust you put in the flesh. How much confidence you put in the things of this world. You've got to always put your hope in the Lord and look to Him. Be anchored in Him call on Him and realize that in this life there's going to be disappointment. But God never disappoints. He's always there for us. So put your hope in God. Amen. Number one. That's number one. Number two. Obey God no matter the circumstances. Now let me repeat that. Obey God no matter how good or bad the circumstances. Because a lot of times what you see when things are going really, really good, sometimes we can take our eyes off the Lord, (laughs) and then other times when things are going really, really bad, we may take our eyes off the Lord, or maybe we'll just cry out to Him. I don't know, but no matter what the circumstances are, you've got to always obey God. In Genesis 39, verses 1 through 20, we learn so much about Joseph's life. Joseph was sold into slavery by his brothers to the Midianites. The Midianites in turn sell him to a guy named Potiphar. And while Joseph is with Potiphar, the Bible says in Genesis 39 and verse 2 the Lord was with Joseph and he prospered. Amen. And he lived in the house of, of his Egyptian master. When his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord gave him success in everything he did, Joseph found favor in his eyes and became his attendant. Potiphar put him in charge of his household. He entrusted into his care everything he owned. Joseph was doing so good. Life was good. He had a a, a moment of comfort there. I mean, he was now in, in, in a place where he was well taken care of, and his master was feeling really, really good about him. And the Bible says that Potiphar did not concern himself with anything as long as Joseph was in charge of it. So he left in his his care, in Joseph's care everything he had. Now, let me ask you a question. The Bible says the Lord was with Joseph. Do you know why the Lord was with Joseph? It wasn't because God showed Joseph favoritism, but there's a scripture you need to remember in 2 Chronicles 15 verse 2, and it just simply says this, the Lord is with you when you are with him. Why was the Lord with Joseph? Because Joseph was with the Lord. Sometimes we want the Lord to be with us, but my question to you this morning is, are you with him? Because you've got to be committed to him and he'll continue to be with you. Sometimes we wonder where is the Lord, where is the Lord That's not the question The Lord is like where are you Where are you, you want me to bless you Where were you this morning Did you call on me When you were going through that trial Don't ask where I am, where are you Because I'm there And he'll be with you When you're with him But if you desert him Oh he remains faithful But it's really hard for him to work in your life when you're not looking to Him. And so Joseph, in everything that he went through, he continued to be with God. And God continued to be with him. Now, here's a scripture we've read a few times, and I love reading this scripture, because I think it makes the brothers feel good, and it gives us all a vision of maybe one day where we can be. The Bible says that Joseph was well built in him. Praise God. Amen. Like Frank, our, our our song leader this morning. We were checking Frank out this morning. He's got his little new little tight shirt looking good. All right. At least his wife thinks he's well built in house. No matter what you think. It says, and after a while, his master's wife took notice of Joseph and said, Come to bed with me. But he refused. Joseph said, with me in charge, he told her, My master does not concern himself with anything in the house. Everything he owns, he has entrusted to my care. No one is greater in this house than I am. My master is withheld nothing from me except you, because you are his wife. How then could I do such a wicked thing and sin against God? And though she spoke to Joseph day after day, he refused to go to bed with her or even be with her. You know, that's the attitude we've got to have towards sin. That it's not even going to be a hint of it in my life. That I'm going to deal with it. That I'm going to make sure my private life is in order. But here's here's a challenging circumstance. And Joseph decides, I'm going to obey God in this situation. And I'm not going to give in to the temptation. But this woman goes ahead and, and because... Joseph denies her. She tells her husband that Joseph tried to rape her. And in all this other stuff that you just read, that Potiphar realized the Lord was with him and that the Lord had blessed him and he put him in charge. But when the wife came in and said, he tried to take advantage of me, Potiphar forgot all about that. You know what he did? He threw Joseph in prison. Bad day. Not a good day in Joseph's life. But he continued to obey and trust God. You know, disappointment can make you vulnerable to Satan's attack. We, we can even begin to lower our guard when things are not working out the way that we hope them to. And my encouragement to you is don't go on a sin binge when you get hit. By the unexpected. It's just like some people go on a food binge when things get bad. It's just like I mean they eat everything and they put in the Panera Bread. They just they just engulf <laughs> everything. Because it's like I deserve this. I, I had I had a bad week. I deserve this. And and I, I mean and that's what you decide to do. But don't go on the sin binge. Disappointment can make us bitter and hard. Cain was so disappointed that God did not accept the sacrifice that he murdered his brother. In the parable of the the sower, of the parable of of the two sons, the prodigal son, the older son was so disappointed that his father reached out to his brother who had been out there sinning that he missed the opportunity to understand the grace of God and their grace of brother. Now Esau, so disappointed that he wanted to kill his brother. And they became separated for decades because his heart was so filled with hatred. Is there a better time to honor God than when facing disappointment? Is there not a better time? Is there not a better demonstration of our trust in God than when facing disappointment? That now is to trust in God, to be still and to realize, look, God is with us right now. Not when everything is going the way that I hoped that it would that it would go. Joseph was thrown in prison. I mean, you think about it. How would you have responded? You've done nothing wrong. It's out of his control. I mean. Threw him in prison. Now when he got in prison, what did he do? Let me tell you what he didn't do. I'm going, no, you didn't. No, you did not do this. Now, listen to this. In Genesis 40 and verse 6, we read about the cupbearer and the baker. They both have dreams. All right? And Joseph hears that they had dreams. You know what Joseph says? He says, well, then tell me your dreams. Would you have done that? <laughs> dreams. I'm having dreams. I'm having dreams of what life used to be like before I got a this place that I don't even deserve to be in. You know how somebody, sometimes somebody comes up to you with good news when you got bad news? Like, whoa, 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 whoa. Keep it to yourself. Keep it between you and the Lord. That's not what Joseph does. In Genesis 40, verse 6, it says, When Joseph came to them the next morning, he saw that they were rejected Said we both had dreams to answer but there's no one to interpret them Joseph said to them do not interpretations belong to God tell me your dreams <laughs> tell me yes, yes. tell Joseph. Joseph he's in a bad situation and he's still helping people what do you do when you're in a bad mood what do you do when, when, when you're disappointed? What do you do when you're hurt? What do you do when things don't turn out the way that you want? What do you do when your husband doesn't do what he's supposed to do? Or your wife is nagging? What do you do? What do you do when your, your children are acting like they're halfway out of their minds? What do you do? What do you do on the job when everybody's acting like they've they, they, they done gone crazy?
1: Help us
0: We must continue to obey God no matter what the circumstances are. Am I right, church? Am I right? We we can never step outside of of Jesus and say, well, I, I deserve to have a bad day here. No, we all understand that we go through stuff and we feel stuff. But what do you do? Joseph Continues to be Godly In the most trying Of circumstances You know a lot of us You know what our attitude is Well I would be that way If other people would That's not That's not the motivation The motivation is God's been good to me And God's watched over me And whether he blesses me or not, I'm going to continue to do what's right to give honor and glory to God. The the, the circumstances of life are tripping so many of us up. Come on, people. You may face a disappointment today. I can't promise you. I mean, we're not preaching the prosperity gospel here. Because the prosperity gospel is a lie. It's a lie. Give me all your money and you'll be do you do better. <laughs> That's the point. Until this gets fixed, or this person does that. What's wrong with you? Who are you doing it for anyway? Some of us, we walk around and we're so downcast, we, we bring the whole house down. It's just obvious. Bro, well, what's wrong with you? Look at you, man. What happened to you? Well, I just had a bad week. Didn't think things didn't turn out this way the way I hoped to. Well, for a lot of us, that's every other week. Look at this brother's heart and attitude. He's still serving. He's still looking to give. The best way to bring about healing in your own heart is to get outside of yourself and begin and to continue to serve God. And then finally, finally. Number three. Trust in God's providence. I just want to leave you with this. What is providence? Providence is the means by which God directs all things, both animate and inanimate, seen and unseen, good and evil, toward a worthy purpose, which means God will finally prevail. Providence, the word simply means to provide. To provide. You know, we, we, we quote this scripture in Romans 8.28, Do we believe it today? And we know that in all things God works for the good of who church? Those who love him. Who've been called according to his purpose. Can we say it again? And we know that in all Is put in slavery, thrown in the dungeon. Some 15, 16 years later, he meets his brothers again. And what does he say to them? He said this in Genesis 45, verse 7. He said, well, verse 6, he says, For two years now, there's been famine in the land and for the next five years there will not be plowing and reaping but God sent me ahead of you to preserve for you a remnant on earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance he said God is sovereign God sent me ahead of you to do this So then, it was not you who sent me here, but God. He made me father of Pharaoh, lord of the entire household, and ruler of all Egypt. God is in control, church. God is sovereign. We need to trust in his providence. You may not understand the present circumstances, but you've got to accept the fact. Gone. His brothers get worried. And they come back to Joseph. They're afraid that now that daddy's gone, Joseph's really going to break out because as long as daddy's alive, we good. But now dad's gone. <laughs> but we're going to see his true colors. Genesis 50, verse 20. Let me leave you with this. Joseph said to his brothers after his father's passed. You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is not being what is now being done. The saving of many lives. He says, You intended to harm me. But I trusted in God. And God has shown me his will, even using bad things and bad circumstances. To bring about a perfect ending. It's amazing how God works. We may not see the big picture, but we can never forget how big our God is. Don't let disappointment get the best of you. You can overcome it. Put your hope in God, not in men. Obey God no matter the circumstances. Trust in God's providence right now in your life. He's moving, he's working, he's closing doors, he's opening doors, he's allowing things to happen in ways that maybe we will never understand. But in the end of the day, my trust is in the Lord God Almighty. He never fails me, he'll never leave me, he'll never forsake me. Put your trust in God. God bless you.